Yes, you are in. All right, this is an interesting play of the day. An envious atheist. Yes, an envious atheist and a believer. Sounds like a, a beginning of a joke or something, right? But it is no joke. And we're not going to a preacher this time on the play of the day. We're going to an atheist and well, a Christian. And you get to hear both sides. And quite intriguing because I guarantee it, you have someone like Adam in your life. Or maybe you are Adam. So here you go. Without further ado. The play of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. And it- you know, I know people have said a bunch of things about the shift and award stuff and this, that. It's like, great. But is it entertaining people? Is it sending a message that there's a, a bit of hope in the world? Uh, and that's what makes me really happy. Were you always this into your faith? Yeah. I, you know, it was when I was in high school, I was a real smart aleck in high school and trying to figure out who I was. Uh, and then I went off to this religious retreat called Echo when I was 16. And I came back just like, wait a second. He, he, I have to realize how fortunate I am to be who I am and the gifts that he's given me. And then after that, everything just kind of switched. Then I became star of the shows, being you know, captains of teams, class president, this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, because I know I've, I, he's always got my back. I'm not always there for him at times. I'm, you know. Talk about Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, through alcohol and having to give up <clears throat> alcohol and, and, and things that I've done that I'm not necessarily proud of in my life. But those are the things that made me who I am and who I have to learn from. And if I didn't have that faith in him, knowing that he has that faith in me, I don't know if I would have gotten through it. I worry about this country being less and less Judeo-Christian and giving those values away so readily and so easily. And I say that as an atheist slash agnostic, I'm worried. I, I really am. I've, you know, I've said it a million times. Like, I'm, I'm, you don't have to be religious to be into, into the Ten Commandments. That's a good... It just makes sense. Yeah, it's like you don't have to be a nutritionist to have someone go diet and exercise. Right. You know, the, you know the difference between eating a fudge brownie yep. and eating broccolini. You know what I mean? And doing push-ups versus watching TV. Like, then that's the way I feel about religion. Like, it's just diet and exercise. It's it's there. It's a good thing. Look, even if you're not a believer, and yet, like you said, if you abide by the Ten Commandments, you're just being a better human being. Yes. And and isn't that what you're... Look, I've read every book in religion on the planet, and they all kind of go to the same thing. Just love each other, be cooler to each other, enjoy each other's company. Yes. But yet, we figure out ways to get as far from that as possible and point fingers and call everyone names and not be accountable for the stupidity that we do every day. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. It's how we get up after that dictates what kind of men and women we are, whether it's for God or not. Yeah, I'm worried that we're getting away from those values, those traditional values, and replacing them with another religion that's not a religion. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. So I don't know too many, I don't know, I'd be kind of curious on your head on this, but there's not a whole lot of people who can just sort of replace religion with nothing. 
and I'll go a little bit deeper, which is if you're an addict uh, and you're able to get sober, you find that when you talk to these people some years down, you'll see them two years after sober and they'll be completely sleeved up with tattoos. Right. Or they'll start telling you about free climbing. I'm now going down, I'm going to climb half dome without a rope, you know, or I got into skydiving or something. And it's like, oh, you kind of- one addiction and flipped it into something There's different. a sexual version of it too, where it's like you, you kept this thing, but you switched it into something else. Right. There's, you don't meet a lot of people who just go, I got sober and then just sort of nothing. Like, I didn't really get into this or really get into extreme sports or mountain bike riding. Like, it, it, there's a replacement. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying there's a lot well, of... I do have five kids, so there's, there's extreme, you know, parenting sex. going on. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's too... Yeah, how so, do we get there? going back to replacing something with, with nothing, I don't know what percentage of Americans who aren't religious who won't replace that with something. Now, you can take something... You know, you just take the climate. That is a religion. Yes. Because, and and many things COVID were religious as well. First, I, I guess what you could say is if you're doing a bunch of things that are sort of invisible and may not, may not pencil out in science, then we could kind of call it a religion. Mm-hmm. And, Sports you know, fans. Yes. You get into an elevator and there's a stamp on the ground and then another stamp five feet away and you're both supposed to stand in your each corner so you won't get this this COVID that could be spread 50 or 60 feet away if you're outdoors or whatever. It's just, it, it's become its own religion and the climate has become its own religion. If And it has all the earmarks of a religion. Like you're, you are talking about a rapture every six or 10 years, like something, there's gonna be a rapture. It It is religion. And so what I worry is that we got people out of the churches and then we brought them over to the rally and they're going to hear Greta Thunberg speak for two hours. Yeah. And now I'm worried because the religious people, even though I wasn't religious, I was like, well, I don't worry about them. They have a community and they got the Ten Commandments and I'm not worried about those people. Right. These people have a mission. They're on a crusade and that does affect me. I'm not the smartest guy on the planet. And the way that I kind of conduct myself is that whatever immediacy I have to, to, to certain things, my, my kids, my wife, my friends, if I can live by example for them that I'm doing my right job, I can't control what's going to go on in politics. I can't, can, everyone says, well, you should run, be in politics. I'm like, why would I want to be in politics? Half the people will hate me right out of the gate. So and not that that really bothers me that much, but the stuff that you get dragged through in in life, for, for especially in politics, it's just it's it's really hard. So for for me, it's being the best version of myself that I can be for him and for my family. And after that, it's just kind of extra at that point. So I don't, I don't know. I just I kind of it's kind of some. I, I just enjoy exactly where I am right now. You know what I'm most envious of for anyone who has a, a real faith. I'm envy but you can tell me how this pertains to you. I'm envious of when Evander Holyfield was going to fight Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was the scariest man on the planet, and he was destroying people. And, Evan, and, and everyone was getting beat, 
because they were backing up and eventually Tyson would catch up to him. And then that was it. Right. And Evander Holyfield's a super religious guy. And he's like, I'm not backing up. I got God on my side. So I'm just going to go in there, stand in the middle of the ring. Yep. And then I'm going to hook with the hooker. It was unbelievable. I'm going to trade with this guy. And I was like, I'd be a bundle of nerves as an atheist going into the ring, <laughs> right. not feeling like I had somebody Today, to back me die. up. Right, right. But Evander, because of his faith, was like, oh, I'm not worried about Mike Tyson. He should be worried about what I'm going to do to him. And then he went and did to Mike Tyson what no one ever did to Mike Tyson, which is he bullied Mike Tyson. And, of course, Mike Tyson didn't know what to do. <laughs> he bites him. He wasn't right. He wasn't used to backing up. That's right. He was used to moving forward. And I've always sort of looked at that and I went, man, that that what a what a get out of jail free you have in your back pocket. It's not really get out of jail free, but what I'm saying is is that faith I'd pay 10 million dollars to have well, the, the, half of there, half of his faith. There's really two ways to live in life. There's live in fear of anything. Or live with faith. So faith, it just seems a lot nicer way of going through life. I have faith that God will get me through whatever happens. I've been through some horrible things in my life. But I knew he'd get me through it. And if I didn't have that faith, I don't know where I would be. I don't, I just, there's no way I would have a wife of 20 years in Revae. There's no way I would have had, I'd be sitting on the Adam Carolla show talking to you about life. How cool is that? I mean, just think about it. For this kid from, you know, Hyannis, Massachusetts, to come all the way out here and do all these movies and all these things, I should have said, I should have quit a long time ago. You know, I would say, no, you can't do it. You'll never make it. You can't do it. But I was just dumb enough in my faith that I felt like this was what he wanted me to do, so I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And I have, and it's just... It's it's really, I don't look backwards. I don't really look forward either. I'm always kind of in the present. And the present that I'm in right now is just blessed to be where I am and get to make the movies and TV shows that I'm I'm really about to start making. And those are the ones that I've always wanted to make. That's a pretty awesome ride. Wow. Very intriguing. Thank you, Adam. Adam Carolla, the controversial atheist. Well, now perhaps agnostic. That isn't afraid to have Christians or Jewish people or Muslims on his program. You may not agree with him, yet you can't accuse him of censoring. In fact, ironically, it has been the censoring and control of certain individuals, namely the left, that has pushed him towards believing, or at least envying believers and faith in a God. Next, kudos to Neil McDonough, uh, you may not know him, but if you web search him, then odds are you'll recognize him. I did. I didn't know him offhand by his name, but when I saw him, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy is one of them. He's been in a lot. And now I definitely want to check out this movie called The Shift. Have you seen it? Do you like it? Let us know at frydudes.com. Otherwise, I will, and I'll keep you posted. Props to you, Neil, for speaking up, shining light. Most of Hollywood wants to cancel you or has canceled you. Yet, as the promise we've talked about many, many, many times, Romans 8.28, God will take anything bad to make it to good 
eventually for those that love and seek him. And God absolutely created a new opportunity for you. You sound on fire now. It's awesome. And yeah, with all its control, guess who's rise from the ashes? Studios like Angel and or the Robertsons from Duck Dynasty fame. They're pumping out great movies and really interesting content. This year alone, 2023, I saw The Jesus Revolution and The Stand. Amazingly well done. And both brought tears to my eyes. By the way, if you'd like to hear more of that Neil McDonough interview, check out the Adam Carolla podcast, which is entitled Rob Schneider, Intimacy Coordinators and Movie Accents, published on the 13th of December, 2023. And yes, no, that wasn't Rob Schneider. (laughs) That was Neil McDonough. And he's roughly about the last hour of that episode. Now I can feel the Pharisees kicking in. So some of you are asking, why are you, what are you, what are you doing? Why, why are you listening to an atheist or agnostic? And there's a long story. There's a long history. You've heard, avid listeners heard him referenced a few times. Call me a hopeless romantic. I believe in people. And I believe the least likely can do the greatest works. Because I've seen it in my own life. People in my own life. And yes, they are flawed. And Adam is flawed, just like Pastor Rick Warren or the Pope or fill in the blank. We're all flawed. Romans 3.23. There you go. I'll work it back in again. And we all need Jesus. Romans 8.1. Romans 10.9 through 10. That's a fact, Jack. And listen, I used to get a hard time because people, I, I like Metallica. No, that's not your kumbaya Christian band at all. But here's my reward. Hopeless romantic out on that stage at Power Trip in Coachella Valley. Kirk Hammett, the lead guitarist for Metallica, wears you all need a Jesus t-shirt. That is amazing. That was, that that blew my mind. Okay, verse ones. Those that lean Pharisee, when you read the Bible, the most devoted that read the Bible, who is out of line and who rises up? And those that aren't that versed, let me help you out. And and I tell the Adam listen all the time, the least likely rise up, the least likely get chosen a Moses or a Jacob, Joseph, I, I I could go on and on. Jesus Christ himself, where he came from, that, that wasn't everyone else. They were perplexed. Mary Magdalene. And I tell this group all the time, and you the listener, that could be a Paul or Mary that's in your group. There is someone right now, at least likely, there's no way. In fact, they might be very vocal and very hateful like Paul, well, Saul was. Saul to Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, it's hard to believe that he hated Christians and was part of killing Christians. It's really, it is hard when you read the beauty of his work, you can see the transformation in his life. So back to Adam, it's interesting to see him. He's shifting. I'm, I'm seeing it. I've listened to him for quite a while now. He's shifting to at least agnostic. And okay, doubters. Because yes, we do need to be careful of what we're listening to all the time and what we're watching, right? But let's jujitsu some of this stuff, right? What does Jesus say 
about a mustard seed of faith. Right now I'm seeing that with an atom. And maybe there's someone in your life that is an atom, a mustard seed of faith. And for those that need to check it, check Matthew. That's Matt 17, 20 through 21 for that example. And as for that clip, that play of the day, that is Matt 5.16, Matthew 5.16. Neil is shining light big time, and Adam is letting him. Not only that, Adam's bearing his heart and how he's envious. That's a really intriguing listen. Now, by the way, side note, as for the environment, av listener, you already know my comments, but I'm going to go again. I'm just filling the poll. God created this earth. If you believe in God, then we best take care of this earth. No debate. Yet we keep God, our God, and Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit as our guide. So we can debate that all you want. But for the Christians, it's pretty simple. But I hear and see what Adam is saying, and I hope you did too. Many make the movements their religion. And thus, there's a big difference. All right, ending on a prayer note, twofold. For the verse believer, here you go first. Heavenly Father, thank you for this listener sticking through all this, maybe intrigued, maybe encouraged to reach out and love and encourage that someone. Who is that? Saul to Paul or Mary Magdalene in their life that they should not be giving up on, that they need to keep loving on, not judging, loving and serving and just say, what is it about you? Why do you keep doing this? Why are you being so kind, so nice? And they get a chance to share more and encourage them. Or maybe they're frustrated with the world, this broken planet, which can be so frustrating. And an opportunity to share. Maybe it's this play of the day that they need to hear. And where they can build some type of bridge for that mustard of seed faith. Put those names on their hearts right now, Lord. And may this listener go after those names with love and gentleness, and respect, exactly how you tell us how we should be sharing. And if you are on the fringe, if you are that atheist or agnostic and feeling Adam's frustration and somewhere there, then this is, I got a simple prayer for you. Say, God, if you're real, will you show me? And I guess part of you showing me is I, I listen to this with my own ears. So, okay, I'm intrigued. But I like facts and I like stats. And will you show me more? And will you put the people in my life that can better encourage me and better, help me better understand this thing? And this book that seems like fairy tales, can you help it better come to life like it did for Brother James from Compton in that episode a few episodes ago? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And yes, I'm going to plug that again. One of my favorite episodes ever, absolutely of 23, but ever back up, listen to Brother James of Compton and how he went from a repeat offender, 20 years of prison to now sounding like Neil McDonough. It's just really interesting. All right, now go love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and then love others, even the Adams and the Sauls in your life, the Mary Magdalene's. Everything else that you're trying to do hangs on those two. Check Matt 22, 36 through 40. Go.